great future. We're talking real money. I know you're excited. We know you wait for this all week long. Your opportunity to both hear and see us (laughs) to our podcast. Why anybody wants to watch this is beyond me, but hey, if you want to, if you're a listener to the podcast and you actually want to watch it, go to YouTube and subscribe to our little channel for which 540 people have already subscribed. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. 540, not 540,540. Yeah, 540. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're just not- I know why people watch, by the way. Why? I figured it out. Because the, the guy wrote me the other day, wanted to know who the picture of the person behind yeah, was. Yeah, th- that's, a, that's a wee version of a very yes. tall young woman now. Yeah, yeah. And over there, uh, over the over the other shoulder is the eldest daughter up there. Yes. And then the, the box there picture. is a really, really old board game. 1964 3M game called Stocks and Bonds. Who knew 3M was even in the game business? No, I Uh, was kind of a surprise. So anyway, that's actually it's just a box of tape. Little clues. With tickers on it. (laughs) It's ticker symbols. It's just tape, but it's masking tape. 855-935-TALK. That is a phone number you can use to call us with your questions. We love answering your questions. You can also send them in at talkingrealmoney.com. Now, We talk a lot on Talking Real Money about index investing, buying index funds. An index fund is a set group of stocks of a particular nature. They have something in common, and it is a discipline. They all have to have the same kind of thing in common to be an index. The S&P 500 is an index. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is not an index. It's just a 30 stocks that somebody picked. But either one is passive. We we consider them to be passive investments. In other words, you're not trying to pick what's hot and what's not. However, in the industry, there is some heated debate about what active and passive really mean. Now, we tend to believe that active means you're actively trying to beat the market. You're trying to pick something that's going to do better. We believe passive is disciplined. I think that's, is that the best explanation? I, I don't know. You probably have a better one. Well, no, I, th- yeah, I think you mentioned a couple of things. There's stock picking, market timing, following a sector saying that's going to be technology is going to be better than X for the next. That is definitely active investing. No question. Then it starts to get a little gray because any index there's an aspect of human selection there, right? Because you've talked about this correctly. The Dow Jones industrial average should not be included in any index. It's not an index. It's 30 randomly picked. Well, not random. They, they, they have a well, committee. They have a committee. They have a committee. And they, they. But those the, are human beings. Right. They're, they have their biases. Like, well, Boeing should be in there, of course, but Tesla shouldn't for whatever reason. Um, and in that case, all they do is take the price of each of the security and divide it by 30. And that gives you the average. Like what has no, that, that is a horrible measure of any sort of activity on the market because it doesn't consider the size of those firms. But let me throw that. Let me throw in a little aside just to defend the stupid Dow because I hate the stupid Dow. But remember the stupid Dow was started in the 19th century. 
Yeah. The, okay. the ba- they had just invented a mechanical adding machine. So doing the complex math to create a real index uh, was very difficult. This was easy. This was an easy thing to set up, and right, nobody well, else was liberal following. Liberal democracy was liberal democracy was started in the 18th century. It's still working, but that's a whole other kind of working. Uh, but okay, but even the <laughs> even the S and P 500. I knew that was going to get a great response from you. I'm trying to come up with another poor analogy I, to make. You I feel didn't better. respond, <clears throat> oh. but I did make a face. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. How about the Standard and Poor's 500? That's an index. Because that, it is. But again, there's an aspect of selection there that is. Yeah, but it's a, the, the, the selection, it. though, is a set of criteria. It must be among the 500 largest okay. market capitalized stocks in the U.S. Okay. So what about the iShares MSCI USA Momentum Factor Exchange Traded Fund? M-T-U-M. I, again, that argue. That is a set of criteria. Right. I that argue that criteria. that's an index because it has but a stated again, set of criteria that must be met. To the, authors, to the authors of the active world of passive investing, which I'm sure you can go online and read if you want. It's a new paper talking about all of this. They call that active. They call dimensional funds active. Because dimensional has an aspect, it's not just owning all of these stocks, according in like the S&P 500, I didn't quite get finished, according to market capitalization. So remember, when you buy the S&P 500, almost 20% of your investment goes into about five or six stocks, You're making a huge bet on the big companies. Dimensional has said, no, we don't want to own them that way. We might own those companies, but we're going to own more of the smaller ones, more of the value. We're going to try to make it more level in terms of how much you have in each one of those stocks. They call, the authors call that active. You know, and, and so this is semantics in many, many ways. Uh-huh. I think at the end of the day, yeah, it really is, that what you should really think about is not necessarily the index, but the people that put these, to, who do you really trust? Who? Because we've trusted for decades now, academic work. We think they're disinterested. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're simply saying, hey, here's a way to look at the markets over the long haul. Here's what's made money. Here's what is not. That, I think, is a better decision. And then for me, I would always err, and because people still get, when they start thinking about this, I would always want to use the passive or index funds rather than anything where they're chasing stocks, picking markets, any of that work. But much of this, frankly, is overthinking it. Yeah. If you just bought Thank you. V is in victory, T is in Tom, you're going to do okay. With and by the way, VT, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF, is, is, no one will argue, passive. It's passive. They do not pick the stocks because they own them all. They own all the stocks except for the micro, micro caps, which are too lightly traded to own. They own everything. And I and believe- by the way, what- per- Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Well, I was going to say, what percentage are of the portfolio in VT is US? What percentage is international? It's about 60-40. Yeah. Yeah. So they're tilting a little more to the US. And again, that's a decision. No, right? that's because a market cap thing. Those- but the market cap is about 55% U.S., 45% international. 
Yeah, I, I, again, that. I think it has to do with more with size, that they've got a size cut off at the bottom end. But um, but here's the thing. I think this passive active thing is it's a red herring. It's designed to kind of throw you off to get the so that the active managers can say, yeah, they're all active. We're no. See, here's how I differentiate them. This is me, Don McDonald in Florida. Uh, I differentiate them as rules based that a passive approach is rules based. You do not deviate from the rules. You don't go, well, I really like XYZ stock. Now they don't meet my criteria, but personally, you know, as a manager, I I think the company has great potential. I'm going to put it into our fund. Now that's active. Otherwise, if you follow the rules, you say it must be between X and L, and it must be of this and that, then it continues to be passive, even though you've made decisions as to what should be included in that fund. Those decisions are, in the case of the funds we talk about, uh, the Momentum Fund at iShares, the DFA funds, the Avantis funds, those kinds of things, those rules are made based on evidence. So it's evidence-based and rules-based. Well, and you mentioned you stole my thunder because I think in the industry today, what the term is, is evidence based. You could go back over a long period and say, had I owned these group of stocks for a lengthy period of time, here would be the result. If you hire an active manager, you can't really do that because everything they've done in the past means nothing about the future because they don't have a set of rules. They're not basing on an evidence. They're basing it on, you know, here's what I think is going to happen in the next 6, 12, 18 months. So you're exactly right. Evidence-based, again, for me, it's academic work, white paper, peer-reviewed research rather than a new idea from Wall Street. And by the way, I'll add one more thing. There's nothing wrong with owning VT. Nothing. But there may be a reason to consider once your portfolio gets a little larger to consider owning a more diversified portfolio that has more small and more value. The work that we do for our clients has 15 exchange traded funds because we think all of those factors will make at least a small difference over time. If you have questions for us, our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also send questions to us at TalkingRealMoney.com using the contact form, just like Carol did, Tom. Yes. What do you think the topic is? What do you think the topic is? Come on, guess. What's our versions? You know, you're actually really, really close. I have $250,000. What should I do with it today? Yeah, you're really close on the Roth one. Yeah. Should I convert yeah, okay. my non-deductible IRA this year? Hello, Don and Tom. Ooh, I got first billing this time. Thank you for all the information you share. Your podcasts are entertaining and informative. I was pleased to attend Retire Meet 2021 remotely, something I would not have been able to do under normal circumstances. I hope you consider making Retire Meet 2022 available remotely. It is. It will be. We, we can hope. say that. Yeah, uh, we, well, you know, we, hmm. we hope. Mm-hmm. Well, it may just be completely remote again. It may yeah, not exactly. Have Delta. Function the way the world not the airline. <sighs> Delta yeah. is ready for you. Uh, I am looking for an objective opinion. 
When I retire next spring at age 62, I want to roll my Fidelity 401k and Roth 401k into separate Fidelity IRA so I have better control over the funds I withdraw from when needed. I plan on converting some of the old some of the rolled over IRA to Roth over the next several years to reduce the account balance prior to RMDs kicking in. I have a Roth IRA and a small traditional IRA also with Fidelity. The traditional also has a non has non-deductible contributions and subsequent earnings. In an effort to keep things simple going forward, I am considering making this year's IRA contribution as non-deductible to this IRA, then converting all the funds to a Roth IRA. That would kind of be a backdoor, wouldn't it? Knowing that I will yes, need to pay would. taxes on the earnings. I have the cash available in a non-retirement account to pay Wait the a taxes. Stop there. On yeah. the earnings, not if you just put it in the IRA and then immediately move it over to the Roth. There is no tax. Right. So just move it right away. Don't don't yeah, deal with the earnings. Yeah, you move it like the next day. Boom. Yeah. It goes in, or it comes right out. Same That's day. Easy. Uh, yeah. My intent is that the traditional IRA balance will be zero before year end. My thinking is that if I convert all non-deductible contributions this year, I will not be affected by pro rata rules when I start my 401k conversions next year. Is this a reasonable plan? Am I correct about pro rata rules? Will this conversion accomplish what I want? Does it make sense to keep converted funds in a separate Roth IRA rather than adding the converted funds to existing Roth IRA that has already met the five-year rule? Thanks for your time. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to go bring in one of our CFPs to answer that. I don't know because I don't know the pro rata rules off the top of my head. Sorry. Oh. Really? You're going to make me look bad, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look them up. I what always the? forget what the. I don't know. I have no clue. So you're going to look bad along with me. <laughs> um, look them up, but. Let's see. I'm just trying to find. Well, you know, the, one, converting from a, a non-deductible IRA to a Roth makes a great deal of sense, we think. Yes. Um, that getting, if it's the, if the traditional, you said the traditional only has non-deductible contributions and it already has, oh, the earnings she's talking about is the earnings she's already earned on the non-deductible so contributions. So she's been making non-deductible contributions and letting them grow. You got it, bud. That's, yes, you're going to pay, you're going to, that's just going to be a straight uh, income tax. On those earnings. But, but that's, correct. Yeah. Uh, it sounds negligible. She has the ca cash in a non-retirement account. Her, uh, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't just get it all out of the way and convert it now anyway, period. Well, maybe not this year, though, because she has income this year. That might be something to wait until your, inco your income goes away. Oh, that's true. She's retiring right? because next Because you're going to add that to your whatever income is, and you might want to wait till next yeah. year when you don't have income or when you retire. Yeah, I'm trying to find the pro rate. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any. I, boy, you know, I'm trying to remember anything that changes. How much of the distribution is taxable when the account owner holds both after-tax and pre-tax dollars in their IRA? I see what. Yeah, I'd ha that's a that's a, a fairly and because it is a this, complicated. It depends. It depends. It is a complex <laughs> question that requires yeah. a lot of other thought about your tax situation. <gasps> so, Carol. This is one of those wonderful opportunities to suggest that you get in touch with one of our advisors. Seriously. It's not a sales pitch. 
Not a sales pitch. Seriously, yeah. not. We know you're going to Fidelity. We're fine with that. We like Fidelity. Uh, go to vestry.com. Scroll down. Set up an appointment with one of the advisors on that page, whenever it is convenient for you. They will sit down and work with you and figure this out based on your personal situation. Okay? Yeah. We could. We have very smart people here that do know the prorater rules. Well, and, it's, and it requires Thankfully. knowing. You got to calculate tax brackets yeah. and things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we got that taken care of. Congratulations on your retirement, by the way. Yeah. Well... Thank you all for being there. Got questions? I thought you were. I thought that was a big deep breath because you're not retired. I'm not, and I size. don't think I probably ever will now. I'll oh, stop it. Come on. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks. By the way, what? I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Me? Uh, me? What the heck did I, just, I do? Well, I just I just got a note that uh, we founded Vestry 12 years ago. So, well done, sir. Oh my gosh, we did. It's our 12th anniversary. Yeah, it was a hot, sultry summer in central this Florida. This has lasted longer than most of my marriages, so well done, sir. Yeah, actually it has. That's a bad joke. Uh, not true. Not, not, not true, true in either not case, true in but either okay. Case. But, but we're getting close. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, so thank you for all your hard work and dedication. And, and actually- John, basically, for those of you who don't know, he basically hasn't taken a day off in 12 years. No, so I did. I, I went to New Zealand- that's true. You remember you're driving, trying to go over that one bridge. Oh, they were all, the, everything on the South yeah. Island in New Zealand. All the bridges are one lane or almost yeah, all the bridges. Call me all free. Two lane like, highway, one lane bridge. Some of them, you can't what, see the other do? end of the bridge. Nah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, do I go? No. It's like the old days in Colorado. <laughs> I'd still be waiting. When they would, re- when they turned hi- the old railroads into, into highways, they would build two lanes and then they went, we're not going to build a bigger tunnel. Go through the railroad tunnel. Good luck. Yeah. At least then you no could see the headlights coming at you. Yeah. Slam it into reverse. <laughs> so, uh, all kidding aside, thank say. you for 12 great years. Uh, yeah. It's been fun. It's Enjoy. been fun. Yeah. Most of the time. 99%. Okay. Uh, if okay, you like what you I'll hear, if you like what yeah. you hear, tell a friend or two, or uh, maybe even go leave a review on Apple Podcasts because they tend to be the place where all the reviews are left. I don't know of any other place that takes reviews. Spotify doesn't. I can't think of anybody. Uh, so go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Tell your friends. And uh, if you need help, go to vestry.com. And thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be here talking real money talking real money we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap. <laughs>